0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Live from Benzinga HQ in beautiful downtown Detroit, today we'll be talking about the crypto comeback, the rumors about Amazon accepting Bitcoin, uniswap's decision to delist coins then we'll be making our very own crypto tier list alongside you guys uh we'll be doing it all together so get excited smash the like get your popcorn because it's about to go down uh i am joined today by ryan mcnamara how are you doing buddy
1: i'm doing good bitcoin's up so i'm happy how about you logan
0: Man, I'm feeling good. My portfolio is looking green for the first time in a while. Uh, We've broken the RSI downtrend. We've broken the price downtrend. Uh, Things are looking good in crypto for the first time in a while, so I am excited. Let us know how you guys are feeling uh, in the comments below, uh, and we'll talk about your coins. We'll talk about whatever. So um, drop some comments and and smash the like button to let YouTube know that Moon or Bust is where it's at. Uh, while you're down there, I want to point out the separate Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to that for all of the crypto exclusive clips. Uh, and also join our Telegram chat for a 25% off on the Benzinga swag. Um, okay, let's get right into it. So let's talk about the price movement we've been seeing lately. Uh, I'm going to add my screen to the stream here. Um, uh, add to stream. Boom. Okay. Look at this. On the seven day, Bitcoin plus 28%, Ethereum plus 29%, BNB 12, Cardano 18, Doge 26, dot 28. We are looking great. Uh, I'm going to pull up trading view here, draw this little line in the sand. Uh, wherever you want to draw it from, from here, from here, we have officially broken out of our, of our price downtrend uh, and we did it in quite uh, a strong and significant way. Um, so- a lot of people are wondering why did this happen? Was it was it the Amazon news? Um, but realistically, um, it was more of, of the Binance short squeeze that happened. So, Ryan, do you want to walk us through that?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So a short squeeze happened on Binance. And within the matter of like five minutes, the price of Bitcoin went from $36,000 all the way up to $48,000, which is just insane. We've never seen a move on Bitcoin like this before. I only went up to $48,000 on Binance. Most other exchanges peaked right around $40,000. But that's just crazy to see. And it doesn't actually have to do with Amazon. If, if Logan wants to touch on that, there's actually some fake news going around. So we're going to demystify some of this fake news about Amazon accepting Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we, we will see that in the future, but I don't think it's coming
0: just yet. And Ryan, while I'm demystifying this news, do you want to turn your light on? I don't, I don't think it's on. You're super dark. Uh, the light is on. I don't know what's up. Is it really?
1: Yeah, huh. it could probably get brighter. Yeah, I'll try. That's, that's I'll try strange. while you it demystify looks, the news. It looks like
0: you're sitting in a dark room by yourself. All um, right, okay, BRB. So, so um, let's get into this Amazon news. So I don't know if you guys saw, um, but there's a lot of stuff going around this morning saying that an insider – executive at Amazon has reported that they will be accepting Bitcoin payments uh, by the end of this year. It's on Wall Street Journal. It's everywhere. Um, But I want to show you guys where it came from. So last night uh, I was browsing on crypto Twitter as I do. And good old Kobe, Crypto Cobain, 406 followers, one of the biggest guys on crypto Twitter. He goes, uh, LMAO just convinced a stupid crypto journalist that I was an Amazon executive insider and made loads of shit up. So I sent this to Ryan. I'm like, man, check this out. This is going to be funny. Uh, and then, you know, we see documenting Bitcoin tweet about it. We see uh, we see Blunts drop the link to this article here at, at City AM. So this must be the person who interviewed Kobe. Uh And, you know, I saw it's just AM. I haven't really heard of that. It's probably not going to do much. Then I wake up this morning and on the front page of Wall Street Journal, boom, speculation, Amazon may be venturing into digital currencies. So uh, how it started and how it's going. Um, So, yeah, this this is kind of fake news. It's definitely not from a real Amazon insider, um, unless Kobe just happened to tweet this out at the same time. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was him that started this uh, and it's him behind it. Um, I don't think that, you know, people are going to correct this news. I don't think we're going to see it like a like a retracement. Um, I think people will probably just forget about it by the time that that happens, because it's still speculation. Like uh, it's still just potentially venturing into digital currencies. Uh, and, and, yeah, there was obviously no one named. So it, it's most likely just Kobe making shit up, having fun. Uh, Ryan, what do you you think about this? It's honestly perfect
1: timing because Bitcoin just went up. It shot up almost more than we've ever seen before. And now we see this news about Amazon. So, I mean, it's likely to believe it when you see the price following the news. And it seems like a lot of people want to find some news when Bitcoin goes up. Uh, I find that's usually not the case, though. You know, usually Bitcoin goes up and then people try and explain it with news. It's not usually
0: the other way around. So you're saying that it's other supply and demand uh, movements, market movements that cause it more than news? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I think that there's times where we see both sides of it. Uh, Honestly, I think during these like speculation or accumulation phases, um, sort of semi-bear markets, then it's much more driven by supply and demand. But like obviously earlier this year, we saw uh, like the Elon tweets causing huge price movements. Um, and, And that's definitely when it's more in the bullish wave. In the bullish season any sort of new speculation can send the price soaring and fundamentals don't really matter uh at those times but right now um it's really just going to be supply and demand that's moving it like ryan said then news will probably just be trying to figure out what the heck is going on uh okay so brian blockchain says in the comments amazon bought some crypto domain names like four years ago uh and has done nothing with them since i also saw that they posted some cryptocurrency job listings recently um so amazon is definitely venturing into the crypto space although they're they are, there's no confirmation that they'll be adding bitcoin payments this year i mean it's not out of the picture like by no means they, they could definitely do it um but this news is, is uh maybe a little bit fake um okie dokie next up on the docket we have the Uniswap situation. So Ryan, do you want to uh, maybe, um, you know, intro us to what's going on and then we can talk about it uh, with the chat.
1: Yeah, sure. So for you DeFi native users out there, you've probably used Uniswap before. It's a leading decentralized exchange on Ethereum's network. And what's so beautiful about it is it's supposed to be permissionless, immutable, nobody controls it. Um, But now we've seen that Uniswap is sort of censoring Uh, their website, their front end interface. They're not censoring the protocol. They're not able to do that because it is on Ethereum. So the governance tokens with Uniswap let you vote to upgrade that protocol. But Uniswap Labs actually owns the front end interface, the website, the domain name. So they can restrict things through that domain name, but they can't change the protocol. So the protocol remains the same. But that domain name now it can can have some censorship there, um, which they've done. So they took off some tokens, they took off some scam tokens, but more importantly, I think they took off mir tokens and synthetics tokens. And both mm-hmm. of those serve a very similar purpose: are basically tokenizing assets to trade on Uniswap that aren't typical blockchain assets. So you can trade gold and silver, you can trade mirrored Tesla, which is a tokenized version of Tesla shares, as well as many other shares of different companies. Um, so if I had a guess, this has to do with regulation. Um, I think traditional finance is scared of Uniswap to some degree. And so I think they're following this regulation. They want to stay afloat. And at the end of the day, it is the front end interface are changing. It's not the protocol. Uh, I think this does kind of serve as a weak point to decentralization right now because the front ends aren't decentralized. There's always going to be someone who can censor front ends of websites until we see the decentralization of interfaces, which we haven't really seen mass adoption of just yet. Logan, what's your take on this? Do you think that Uniswap should have done this or do you think they should have just tried to stay out of it and avoid regulation?
0: Okay, so when you first told me about this uh, the other day, we were driving home from work. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, How is this even possible? How could Uniswap delist tokens It's a decentralized exchange? Uh, They need to have like this whole governance vote uh, to actually to to change the protocol. Um, But then we did some more research, did did some more digging in. I want to point out this Hayden Adams tweet from the other day uh, that kind of clears it up and gives us a basis to start a conversation on. So the Uniswap protocol. It is a fully decentralized permissionless made out of entirely smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain. Any changes to the protocol would require a governance vote uh, and consensus. The Uniswap interface, uh, so the front end application, it is open source GPL code base um, and it's hosted on the interplanetary file system, which is a distributed network as well. Um, so no one could just take down um, like so, that's like opposed to running on on AWS on Amazon Web Services, um, whereas where Bezos could just take down the Uniswap front end. Uh, it's on IPFS, so that's also decentralized, which is great. You want to have decentralization on every single level, otherwise it's uh, it, it could be meaningless. Um, but then there's the the very front end app.uniswap.org, which is where you go on your browser to access the protocol, uh, and this is owned by Uniswap Labs. They own the domain that points to uh, the application running on IPFS, uh, and so that's how they were able to censor it through their very, very front end that they control. Uniswap Labs, as a, as an entity, as a business, um, and I'm guessing a U.S. based business. I haven't confirmed that, um, but if, if my uh, estimations are correct, I would assume that you know they probably had some uh, some regulators, some people from the government reaching out to them saying, "Hey." Uh, you guys have mirrored mirrored Google stock, mirrored Apple stock. Um, you're offering securities and you're not registered to do so. Uh, either stop it, or the SEC is going to file uh, like some sort of claim or lawsuit against you. Uh, so Hayden, trying to protect Uniswap, trying to protect uh, all, all the Uni token holders doesn't want to drag on a multiple year sec battle so he says hey we'll take these tokens off through the front end you can still get the tokens uh through the uniswap protocol if you want to you'll just have to access it through your terminal um or through an instance of the uniswap interface that isn't app.uniswap.org yeah Hayden made a
1: really good point on that. Actually, I think it's in that thread, but actually most of the volume that comes from Uniswap doesn't even come from Uniswap's interface. right? Because we see, I'm pretty sure MetaMask uses Uniswap. I know CoinMarketCap uses Uniswap. Uh, and there's a ton of different market aggregators also in, in the DeFi ecosystem that use Uniswap. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just the interface of Uniswap that you use Uniswap on. There's tons of different ways to use it. Uh, so you can still trade these tokens, just not on Uniswap's interface. And, you know, if these other places like CoinMarketCap and MetaMask, if they try and get regulated and they shut down these tokens, anyone else could go copy and paste, get a new interface, use the
0: protocol, and people can still trade with it. Definitely. Um, so let us know what you guys think about this. Does this defeat the purpose of decentralization and having a decentralized exchange if they can just take it off the front end? Or are they uh, maybe protecting their token holders' interest, their protocols' interest by avoiding a lawsuit and also protecting the interest of their investors? Because It wasn't only uh, like the stock mirrored assets that were banned. Um, there were also some very malicious tokens that as soon as you approved them for trade on Uniswap, uh, your wallet would be emptied. Uh, your MetaMask would be emptied. So they were also protecting um, the end user, which is like a big debate in crypto. It's like supposed to be completely free market. Uh, if you mess up, it's your fault. Um, but hey, like if they want to protect their front end, um, they have the ability to do so and and the market will decide uh, whether they like it or not. So um, we'll probably see some people lean towards Sushi Swap. I think Sushi Swap didn't decide to do this um, but they may end up in trouble for for not doing it it's it's really an interesting debate um, that's at the core of DeFi does decentralization matter to the retail customer Um, let us know your thoughts in the comments below I'm super interested on on this one and we'll have to keep up with it in the future uh, and see where we go from here but um, Hayden's been getting a lot a lot of flack on Twitter so has Uniswap uh and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes out of this. Mm, okay, Ryan, do you have any other comments or thoughts on, on Uniswap? Okay, so let, let me turn to some chat questions actually. So DJ Flex wants to know, doesn't that make Uniswap centralized? Um so just like I showed you with that tweet, um Uniswap, the protocol is fully decentralized, uh, but app.uniswap.org is a centralized domain that Uniswap Labs owns. And Uniswap Labs is a centralized uh, entity. So yeah, that's the difference there. Uh, Also, CR wants to know, what is AMP and why has it been trending today? Uh, We will do this during our Moon or Bust segment. This is where we go over your guys' tokens, your cryptocurrencies, and we give them a Moon or Bust rating. This will be the last 15 minutes of the show today, CR. Uh, So stay tuned and we will do AMP first up. Um let's see any other uh any other comments you're seeing here, Ryan? Nothing too notable. All right. Should we get on with the tier list then? Let's do it. Alrighty, cool. Let me take this away. Uh okay, so now we are going to do a cryptocurrency tier list. Uh we want to include you guys in this, so drop your comments down below. Uh, and, and I'm gonna get started here. Toss my screen back up. Okay, what should we start with?
1: Let's we'll just start with ETH. I think that's the easiest one. Hoddle tier right, for sure. I think there's no debate there. Dude, I thought you just nah, it's a general purpose blockchain.
0: You use it for everything. What? Yeah. Huh. Okay, man. Shows you what I know. Uh, okay, Dash. Dash is a privacy coin. Um, honestly, I see the, I, I see some regulation hitting privacy coins pretty hard in the near future, um, just because of their ability to, you know, do money laundering and, and execute ransomware attacks. What do you think, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I think Dash has some notable competitors like Monero that are a little bit bigger than it. Dash is kind of interesting because it's been around for so long. It's been around since I think at least 2016, probably earlier. And we still haven't seen it hit its all-time high. It's all-time high happened in 2017 or really early 2018. It went over a thousand dollars, super expensive. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's a privacy coin that can be used to to send payments pretty fast. So it kind of competes with like Stellar Lumens, but also competes with Monero. Uh, It's interesting, but I don't think there's been much development with it lately. So I don't know. I'd put it in little bag. I don't think it's a shit coin, but I don't think it's
0: anything too great these days. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, We'll have to see what they can do. I think Monero is probably beating them. And I also think that there's a huge regulatory risk um, from holding these cryptocurrencies. So like, the government could, for example, come in and, and tell Coinbase, hey, you cannot let people sell their Dash for USD anymore. Um, and at that point you'd be out of luck. Uh, okay. Let's see. Next up. How about we do Chainlink? Sounds good. All right. Chainlink is a decentralized Oracle network for those out there who don't know an Oracle is a service or a product that provides some uh, reliable information, be it the price uh, of one Bitcoin to us dollars or, or, or be it the amount of rainfall that happens in a certain area for insurance purposes, um, Chainlink will allow smart contracts to accurately handle real-world data, uh, so automating insurance payouts. Say a security camera sees your house is on fire, uh, it, it lets the smart contract, Chainlink will let the smart contract know uh, that it needs to process your payout. The smart contract can automatically execute that, and, and you can have BTC in your wallet before you get home from the grocery store or before you get Homeless from the grocery store. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, Chainlink is a certified blue chip. It's offered on Coinbase, Gemini, the whole shebang. Um, I am incredibly bullish on Chainlink. I picked some up at 15 bucks last week, uh, and now it's trading around 20 again. It hit $51 uh, on May 10th. It's a HODL tier for me. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah,
1: I agree. I think it's a HODL tier. I love the cryptocurrencies with real-world use cases, and this is definitely one of them. Um, I wouldn't put it any lower than HODL tier. And nice. so you guys know, we're basing this off of first utility, uh, also the community around the cryptocurrency and the network it uses, and then as well, real-world use cases. So those are kind of the three big things we're basing this off of. It's not really based on price potential, although it, may be, it might play a role a little bit um it's those three things so let's get some shit coins bitcoin gold that's a shit coin that's the b with the circle around it point
0: out scott here has oh wait nope that was the wrong one different one popped up uh jonathan has a bunch of link in his bag what do you want to do Ryan? man let's do bitcoin gold gold because i feel like we need a shit coin all right. Tell me about that Bitcoin seems pretty gold.
1: redundant. I mean, most people know these days, Bitcoin's a store of value very similar to gold. People call it digital gold. Why fork Bitcoin and have Bitcoin gold? Bitcoin is the gold of cryptocurrency. There's no need for
0: Bitcoin gold. I agree. So Bitcoin gold is a shit coin. Sorry if you're a bag holder. You might want to reconsider. Um, not financial advice. Let's do another shit coin. Ethereum classic. Okay, so, so are we going to put this one in shitcoin? Are we going to put this in a little bag? Let's go over a brief o- overview of Ethereum Classic first. Uh, so back in 2017, uh, the DAO was hacked and a bunch of Ethereum was stolen. The Ethereum community came together uh, and decided to fork the blockchain, return the stolen cryptocurrency, uh, and uh, you know branch away from the blockchain that had the stolen funds on it. That blockchain became Ethereum Classic. Uh, and there is little uh activity going on in the development ecosystem compared to on ethereum um charles hoskinson donated a million dollars i think just because he wants to piss vitalik off um and and not not a whole lot has been happening other than 51 percent attacks uh the ethereum classic network has been 51 percent attacked successfully uh four times this year so if you are are looking for a place where code is law and security is low, Ethereum Classic is the place for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it, it is on Robinhood, um, so it does have a lot of uh, you know new crypto investors um, able to access it. There's only seven coins on Robinhood and, and Ethereum Classic is unfortunately one of them. So it has been seeing some, some volatility, this market cycle. You could probably make money on it, um, but like long-term, I don't see a use case when you could just be investing in Ethereum?
1: Yeah, I don't think any of this volatility is based on fundamentals. I think this is based on price bias. I mean, people on Robinhood, not to stereotype, but there's probably a lot of people who invest in cryptocurrency on Robinhood that don't know too much about cryptocurrency mostly because you don't have a cryptocurrency wallet on it. So you can't experience DeFi and you can't do much with your cryptocurrency. So they may see Ethereum, see that it's three, $4,000. And then they see Ethereum Classic. Oh, hey, it's only 60 bucks. That's a great deal. Maybe it'll go up to the same price as Ethereum. And then mm-hmm. it pumps to 130, 150 bucks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, maybe there's money to be made, but based on the fundamentals, based on the use case, uh, and even based on the
0: community around it, I'm calling this one a shitcoin. Boom. I couldn't agree with you more uh okay next up, up, up let's do go ahead i was gonna say maker what are you thinking yeah we can do maker okay uh you want to tell us a little bit about maker
1: uh no not really i'm not super familiar i know they make the Dai stable coin they have a DAO, um and they have their governance token maker um but if you want to explain it better i'm sure you probably could
0: yeah i mean not not really you you covered all the basics there uh okay. they create the they create DAI, they have a DAO, um, and, and they're doing, I think they're kind of in the uh, the Aave space. They're doing some lending stuff. Yeah, they do lending, um, yeah. But Maker has been seen as a blue chip for, you know, I mean, since the start of DeFi, really, for four or five years. Um, I'm going to put this one in top tier just because I'm not a, an expert on it enough to say it's a certified HODL tier. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Maker. I definitely have some in my portfolio. How about Decentraland? Okie dokie. Want to tell us about it? Yeah, sure. So Decentraland
1: is like a virtual reality game. It's based on Ethereum's blockchain. You can buy plots of land in it, sell it like real real estate. It's pretty cool. Uh, You can also monetize the land. So people have made casinos, people have made museums with their NFTs. You can literally do whatever you want with your plot of land in Decentraland, develop it, maybe sell it for a profit, charge people to use it. It's a pretty cool game. I actually went on it last week just to mess around because I haven't played Decentraland for years. Um, It's really cool and you know some people think that maybe one day like Disneyland or these big companies might want to buy a piece of Decentraland because it's decentralized and it has the users and everything. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think that something like Disneyland would make their own VR game in the metaverse Um, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a possibility. I think it's really cool. They've been actively developing for years on end and they've been adding so much new stuff to their game. I like it a lot.
0: I'd probably put it in on my portfolio. All right uh yeah i i have it in my portfolio for sure uh so i have no problem with that i would even lean towards maybe maybe making a top tier uh but we can maybe you know finalize this fine tune it towards the end um okay How about wait, Bitcoin is, this cash? To be, is this supposed to be uh oh yeah nice Chainlink's the
1: other one that one's something else
0: good Oopsie. catch very similar logo threw me off uh i promise i know what i'm doing guys Uh, Okay, so Cardano. Let's do Cardano next. Cardano is a smart contract blockchain created by Ethereum co-founder Charles Hoskinson. Cardano is launching as a proof-of-stake network. It has two layers, the settlement layer for payment processing and the computation layer for smart contracts. Smart contracts are not live yet on the network. However, they have demonstrated that they do work. Uh, So we should hopefully be seeing them this Fall uh, Cardano aims to, you know, take over ETH. It's the, the so-called ETH killer, um, but I'm not so sure about that. I'm not entirely convinced. I think that uh, it will end up, you know, sort of facilitating and working with the Ethereum chain. Um, and, and you know, I don't. I think it might be able to steal some market share, especially towards the beginning, if they're offering token incentives, um, which I'm not sure if they are or not. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but they don't really stand a chance at flipping ETH. Big time, big money, uh, especially if, if the ETH two proof of stake upgrade comes around. Then, yeah. So I do have Cardano on my portfolio uh, as a hedge to my uh, very large ETH position, uh, and, and also large. I think it could high. relative relative to my total portfolio. Ryan, thank you for no relative um, to everyone me. Yes, relative to like Elon Musk and, and Bill Gates, you know I just their net worth of my ETH position. No cap. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for always keeping me humble, Ryan. <laughs> my ETH position is a rel- is big relative to my other positions, uh, and so I do hold some Cardano to hedge it and also to get access to that uh, more in- more intense volatility that we see with newer assets. Cardano started trading uh, in 2017, I believe, uh, so it- it's a market cycle behind Ethereum should have some higher ROI in theory. Um, at the same time, it is more speculative. It is more risky. I'm going to put this one in on my portfolio unless you have a problem with that.
1: No, I think that's good.
0: I thought you were going to put it higher, honestly.
1: I do like how they use two layers. I think that's a really novel way to do it. And I mean, then you're not relying on any other layer two solutions made by someone else. I think that is a really good idea. Um, And if you guys have watched the show before, you know, the one thing I don't like about Cardano is all the hype around it without the smart contracts. There's no ecosystem. I think ecosystems are really
0: important to have at this point in time. Yep, totally. They do have 70% of ADA staked validating the network, uh, but that's probably because it can't be staked anywhere else. (laughs) <laughs> there's no no ecosystem no other way to earn interest on your and, email other than validating
1: and even though 70% is staked on ada's network there's still do you know how many nodes there are validating cardano right now it's i can't I think tell you
0: off the top of my head
1: it's between 5 to 10% of the nodes on ethereum and, and ethereum on ethereum's mm-hmm. test net, not not on its proof of work system so mm-hmm. the beacon chain on ethereum has over 200,000 validator nodes i think cardano has around 10 to 15,000 Wow.
0: So now, it definitely know, is still more centralized. Yeah. And looking at development teams as well, Ethereum has over 1,500 active developers, which is the most in the crypto space by a long shot. Uh, and, and Cardano has something like 150. So 10% the size of the team. Um, so obviously ETH is going to be able to develop much, much quicker. Uh, and, and we got a lot of, of agreement in the chat. I'm looking to see this. Usually we piss off the ADA holders, the ADA bag holders. Um by by speaking the truth, telling them the facts. Uh, but hey, you make your investments how you want to. You might make a lot more money on Ada. Um,
1: Ao yeah, Finance
0: yeah. says because they write good papers. I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, they do have a lot of a lot of people in the academic system going at it. And Charles Hoskinson is is out there being a voice for the product for the brand uh and and, you know gaining a lot of fans a lot of followers and a lot of loyalty that way people really cling to him sort of like they cling to vitalik uh, although clearly not as much yet all righty uh let's see what's your take on bitcoin cash my take on bitcoin cash okay so bitcoin cash is a fork of the bitcoin blockchain um the the og block size debate That went on in the early bitcoin community uh bitcoin as you might or may or may not know it the block size is capped at one megabyte so that means every 10 minutes you can only uh, fit one megabyte worth of data into each block um so this is obviously not great for you know scaling uh it it makes the fees jump up when there's a lot of network usage um but as simply just a transaction network uh you know there's no smart contracts that take up huge amounts of space there's just bitcoin transactions uh so you can still fit a decent amount in bitcoin fees aren't too ridiculous um but there's a lot of people who disagree and they branched off to create bitcoin cash so currently the bitcoin cash block size is 32 megabytes 32 times bigger than bitcoin's block size So they can therefore provide 32 times uh, more transactions per second at the cost of decentralization or or centralization, I should say. Uh, So uh, Bitcoin Cash's uh, total blockchain grows 32 times quicker than Bitcoin's um, and, and therefore becomes much harder to store on personal computers. Uh, 32 times faster. And so, therefore, you know, eventually it could end up only being able to be held in, in large data centers, which would obviously be bad for the decentralization. Um, Bitcoin is the most decentralized currency in existence uh, or decentralized cryptocurrency in existence. So, that has that going for it. Um, I don't know. Bitcoin Cash maybe is like some people will use it, but there's it, so at its core, it's a payment processing. Bitcoin, right and, and I think there's a lot better payment processing coins so who there. do you think who do you think would win Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin as a payment processor uh, I don't know I'd say Stellar like Stellar, yeah like, I mean like, I think Stellar's mean?
1: tech is probably better um, and I don't think you really need all of these different payment processing uh, cryptocurrencies um, but yeah I, I think Bitcoin has the name I mean it is a hard fork from Bitcoin yeah. which I think it does give it some clout Mm-hmm. um and there is a user base it's it's generally secure i don't think it's terrible i don't know maybe a little bag i'm between a little, little bag, bag and shit coin
0: yeah i mean i'm fine putting it in little bag it's kind of okay. like like dinosaur yeah. coin, it's the best the bitcoin, bitcoin you know <laughs> might get some hate of with that of
1: bitcoin sv shit coin
0: is that this one yeah Okay, yeah. I mean, do we really even need to talk about this?
1: No, it's just it's made by Craig Wright. He's not Satoshi. He claims to be Satoshi. He's a scammer. They forked Bitcoin as a cash grab and Bitcoin SV was created.
0: Yep. And somehow it ended up on Coinbase. Riddle or on Robinhood. Is it even on Coinbase? I don't think it's on I don't think. No, it's it's not on Coinbase. It's not. But it's on Robinhood. So tell me how that works. Somebody (laughs) please. Thanks, Robinhood. Always giving us the best cryptocurrencies to invest in. Really protecting their customers there. Want to go over some stable coins? Sure. Why not? What's your favorite stable coin? Uh, Realistically, I mean, like from from a technological perspective, I like DAI the most. Obviously, as a DeFi user, I have to say that. Um, But realistically, I probably use USDC more just because it's convenient.
1: Yeah, I like USDC the best. And plus, they're going public. I think it's going to be the most transparent crypto, Or I'm sorry, stable coin um mm-hmm. so yeah i use usdc the most too it's on coinbase it's on a lot of exchanges so i mean i wouldn't hodl usdc because yeah. inflation
0: right you know, facts well you know it's so a top tier
1: stable coin it is a it's not going to a hundred dollars anytime at, soon at,
0: i'm gonna say dies as well we might as well just toss it in there while we're here
1: sure tether on the other hand i just i'd have a little bag you know if, if you need to use it use it but <laughs> Yeah. kind of sus. there's some news with tether recently about them you know not being transparent and possibly not backing their tether by u.s dollars so maybe more to come on that soon
0: yeah for sure they did release uh an audit for the first time in like four or five years uh earlier in 2021 um so we did see that there is some collateral for all the tether they've been issuing um but still lots of FUD out there lots of scary scary news in the tether world um so, yeah, that's going to be a little bag in comparison to something that's publicly traded, uh, like USDC will be. I um, want to throw it out to another comment from Brian again. Uh, he said, hold USDC on Celsius and earn 8.88% interest. That's crazy. Uh, that's way, way more than my uh, traditional bank account earns. Um, but I don't keep any money in there for that reason. Um, okay, let's do VET now. Chain. Uh, so VeChain is, is a supply chain cryptocurrency. Um, it, it's its own blockchain and VeChain is the native coin. Uh, and VeChain has some pretty big partnerships with some pretty big uh, global logistics companies and, and some big auto manufacturers, some food manufacturers. Uh, and the point of putting things on the to putting supply chain on the blockchain is just so you can have that transparency that the blockchain provides. You can see, hey, my banana came from here by scanning the NFT barcode on it, or, or you know, this part from this car was sourced from here, uh, and, and now it's recalled so we can see exactly which cars in, in the process have to have this part fixed. Um, there's a lot of advantages to it, and VeChain is you know dominating the industry right now as far as that goes. Um, I have a little bit in my portfolio. I don't know a whole lot about it. They're more on the corporate end. They're not very retail facing. um, So they could do a a little bit better in that regard. I'm going to put it in on my portfolio. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I would either put it in on my portfolio or little bag. Um, when I look at cryptocurrency is one of the most important things is the real world use case. And I think with DeFi and Ethereum, like there's a huge real world use case for that. And and everybody wants to decentralize finance, uh, at least to a degree, because of those benefits. Whereas Chain, you know, you can generally trust big companies with their supply chain. Um, you know, if if they say they're made in the USA, they're probably made in the USA. If it says it's made in China responsibly, they're probably made in China responsibly. You know, there's... There's other regulation. Like, you don't really need a blockchain for that. I'm sure there's some great real world use cases for VeChain, but I just don't think it's as necessary as some of the other projects going on here.
0: There we go. Interesting insights there. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Okay, let's do Litecoin now.
1: You know, some people like Litecoin. I think it's kind of a dinosaur coin at this point. I mean, Charlie Lee sold out of his Litecoin in the last bull market. There is some development going on, but not a ton compared to Ethereum and some other projects out there. Um, I mean, people know it, though. You know, you see this on Fox News. You yeah. see it on all the on all the big news sites. Right. Uh, people watch it. So, I mean, I think it will go up with the bull market. I think it could be a viable payment processing cryptocurrency, um, but I don't think it's anything too special these days.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Maybe a little really, bag. Haven't really had much innovation. I'm fine calling it a little bag. It's not quite a shitcoin yet, but it could be in in a little bit. Um, Doge. Should we, we save Doge for the end? Uh, I I say we save Doge for the end. Okay. Um, I wonder, urine or polka
1: dot? Um. Yeah. We can do urine. Yearn. Urine's a DeFi token on Ethereum. It's used for earning interest in decentralized finance protocols. Uh, they have a lot of different things. They have urine vault, they have a few other programs. They have active development. I used to use urine a little bit back in DeFi summer last year. It's a cool project. Uh, I think that there are fewer investors in urine because of its price, honestly. And we saw that when they created WOOFIE token when the Doge craze was going on. Uh, their token, their year in finance token shot up to like $96,000 um, because they made it interchangeable with a super cheap cryptocurrency. So through Arbitrage, they are able to actually basically just pump their crypto up to $96,000. Right now, I think it's right around $35,000. Um, it's been right around the same price as Bitcoin. Its market cap is a lot smaller because the supply is a lot smaller. Um, but it's definitely an interesting cryptocurrency with a lot of developers. I'd put it in the top tier. Logan, what about you?
0: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on on Yearn uh, and they're continuing to build their platform, add new features, uh, and they do have a pretty big dev team working with them. Uh, so what did you want to put it in? I wanted it in top tier. Top tier. You have no argument from me on that. Boom. Yearn.finance in top tier. Ticker YFI. Uh, do they do they call them tickers in crypto? We need a better name for that. I feel like that's that's antiquated. Facts. <laughs> Uh, All right. Uh, Cosmos. We talked to Cosmos uh, not last week, but the week before Um, we talked to one of the lead developers from Tendermint CEO, uh, Peng Zong. And and we learned a lot about Cosmos. At least I learned a lot about Cosmos. They are aiming to connect all of the blockchains into their Cosmos hub. uh, And they have this SDK that a lot of these modern blockchains are being built on. uh, That makes it really easy for them to plug in and be interoperable with each other. Um, You know, I see see the the interconnected blockchain future, the internet of blockchains, uh, and, you know, eventually blockchain being abstracted away from the end user. Um, And so I think this could be a good long-term play, Ryan. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Cosmos is really forward-looking. And like you said, it could be a good long-term play. I think with these long-term plays, it's kind of hard to tell, like, how something like this will actually play out. Because right now, so many people use Coinbase because you can just go on Coinbase exchange and exchange your Bitcoin for Ethereum or whatever cryptocurrency for whatever cryptocurrency. And I mean, that's a super easy way to do it. And if users are going to Coinbase to buy their cryptocurrency to start with, with fiat currency, then why not just swap it with Coinbase? Obviously, I see the appeal with decentralization. But the question is, you know, do the masses really care? Mm, I still think is- it's a great cryptocurrency. I mean, yeah. I put it maybe top tier. What, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think top tier is fine. Uh, Maybe on my portfolio, just because they aren't aren't super, super large yet, but maybe we'll put it at the top of on my portfolio. Good with that. There we go. And and always, let us know what you guys think about our placements. If you want us to change anything, uh, let us know why and where you think it should be, and we'll put it up on the screen and we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. We got EOS. We got we got iota. How about
1: how about Bitcoin? That one's easy. Let's say it's huddled here, right there. Well, no. What is what's a Bitcoin? Bitcoin's a decentralized currency. It's pretty cool. You
0: should look into it. Huh? Is it? That's like that fake internet money, right? Pretty much, yeah. That's why? Why I don't get? Isn't that what scammers use? It's hackers, for money laundering, the yeah, dark for, web for hackers and scammers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, didn't Jamie Dimon say something about it being a fraud? Whatever happened to that? I think Bitcoin is is fake. I don't know why you would want that. When you could have a dollar bill that you can hold in your hand and take notes on, okay? Say you you forget to make your grocery list. You forget your notepad. Boom. You pull out your $100 bill. Intrinsic value. You can take a note right on it. Can you do that with Bitcoin? No. Okay? Case closed. (laughs) Okay. Uh, all jokes aside, let's move on to, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. How Hmm. about Polkadot or Balancer or Compound? I mean, the only thing I really know about
1: Polkadot is that it's a proof of stake blockchain. Um, Hmm. do they have their smart contracts out yet? Is that what Sunday swap is on or is that a Cardano thing coming out? Do you know?
0: I'm I'm not positive. I don't want to say without being certain. Um, but I do know that Polkadot has, has a faster, it has a larger development team and a faster growing development team than Cardano. Um, despite it being lower market cap, I think Polkadot might be the slept on ETH killer. Um, but let us know what you guys think. Uh, and we can, um, we can figure out where we want to put this one. I wouldn't put it any, I mean, maybe we'll just arbitrarily put it right by Cardano for now. Um, good. it's, this was also created by a former Ethereum co-founder that also left the project. Um, if that tells you anything about Ethereum, there. A O Finance
1: wants to see Engine. It's on the right side, Logan.
0: All right, here yeah. we have Engine Coin. This is the cryptocurrency of the Engine Gaming Platform. Uh, Ryan, do you want to fill us in on this?
1: Yeah. So Engine is a like Logan said, a blockchain-based gaming platform. They have a lot of developers, not only developing the the blockchain. It's on. It's on Ethereum, but not uh, developing like the coin itself. Uh, but actually developing games on it. It's coming to Steam. It's going to be really cool. Uh, they have a lot of popular games, and it's only growing. Um, as we've seen with Axie Infinity, the Sandbox, Decentraland, blockchain-based games are getting really big, and a lot of people are playing them. I think once Engine comes on to Steam, which is, uh, Logan, what, what exactly is Steam? It's like the Xbox Live for
0: PC, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh- so for those out there who aren't in the PC Master Race, Steam is where you go to download your games, add friends. Uh, they have that interface that you can use while you're playing your game. You just pop up Steam. You can use the chat. You can you know, you know get your skins through the Steam uh, web store. So there's a lot of economic activity going on on, the, on Steam and, and on their web store. So um, Engine being added and integrated with Steam, I think, is super, super bullish uh, for Engine. And I think that you know blockchain integration with gaming is somewhat inevitable uh to the extent where it makes sense like it doesn't need to be super decentralized um, for for a lot of reasons or for a lot of gaming products it doesn't need to be super decentralized um but for some it does make sense i'm sure uh so it will, we will see blockchain integration with gaming in the future i am sure of it engine is I, leading the way with their partnership with steam yeah
1: and i think with all the hype around nfts as well i think blockchain-based gaming is only going to get bigger
0: Mm-hmm. I'd honestly, I'd put engine and huddled here. Would you now? Yeah. Old call from Mr. McNamara over here. I won't fight it, but um, I, I, it's not in my personal huddled tier. I don't really know. I don't even know if I have it. I think I have a little bit, um, but let us know what you guys think about engine drop a comment. Uh, And also it's been a while. Uh, since I asked for a, like, if you're enjoying this tier list, kind of, kind of chill vibes today, we've been having some crazy, crazy guests on. We haven't had an episode without a guest. Uh, so we wanted to just have a more laid back one, interact with you guys. Cause we haven't had the chance to do that. Uh, so if you're enjoying this, if you're liking the value, the education we're providing, do me a quick favor and hit the like button. So YouTube, uh, will show this to more people and we can keep providing this, this type of content for you. Um, also, if you are just tuning in, we're making a cryptocurrency tier list. Um, we've been over quite a few so far. You can see them up on the board now. Um, if you want us to talk about a cryptocurrency that we haven't mentioned yet, drop it in the chat. Ryan, we have five minutes left. Should we do a little bit of Moon or Bust? Um, I yeah, we got to do we Doge. Yeah. Amp. I, I promised we talk about AMP, okay. right? Is yeah. AMP on here? Uh, is it that A? Is, is it, it that one? one? This is AMP I don't fourth. Know.
1: Yeah, that is it's ample different. fourth. You are correct. I, is that is that amp? I don't see amp on it. We can use it as amp. We can call it amp.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, it's gonna be embarrassing I don't really, if I, amp is on here, but I don't think it is. So we're yeah, gonna call I don't, this amp. Um, I just said the Coinbase learn on this. I should know more about AMP, but I but I can't remember right now. Ryan, do you have anything you want to tell us? Or yeah, I, just I was it literally just about to say I
1: really don't have much of an opinion on AMP. I know it's used for payment assurances. Uh, it's basically yeah. a collateral token. It's a collateral token. But I don't know like which platforms AMP is actually used on. I know it's a collateral token, but like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure where it's actually
0: used. Interesting. So it's so. Uh, networks like Flexa can quickly and irreversibly secure transactions. Um, it's moving uh, some pretty big numbers today. So a lot of people have their eyes on it. Um, yeah, I, don't, I honestly I don't have too much to say about this. If you guys want to, to drop some comments, fill us in on this one. Um, we'd appreciate it. Obviously, we can't know everything about every cryptocurrency. Otherwise, our heads would explode. Um, but boom, let's... Let's talk. Okay, so so just from what we know, we know that it's listed on Coinbase. It's Ethereum based. It's the thirtieth 30th biggest, 30th biggest cryptocurrency. Um, that makes me at least semi bullish on AMP. Um, yes, I realize this is ample fourth. Um, I'll put it. I mean, we could say on the portfolio, just being general, until we, we learn more about it. Sure. All right. Want to do BNB
1: and then Doge. does the chat want to do moon or bus let's see some ones in the chat if you want to do moon
0: or bus if not we'll just
1: keep running through this
0: yeah we only have five minutes left so uh either way um okay so binance coin
1: yeah i like binance coin honestly i know it's not decentralized which is a big problem but over the short term and over the rest of this bull market i think it'll do well uh, the reason I like it is because it actually does have an operating ecosystem around it. You know, so many people use PancakeSwap to trade Binance Smart Chain tokens, uh, more so a few months ago than now, since most of them were shit coins, unfortunately. Um, but there, there's an ecosystem being built around it, which I love to see. And I think as that develops, it'll only get bigger. Um, I'd yep. probably put it. It's hard because it's centralized, and I don't think it'll do super well in the long term. Mm. But if we're talking about just this bull market, probably top tier. If we're talking about overall, maybe little bag.
0: Alrighty. Uh, So you want to call it halfway and say on my portfolio? Sure. Okay. Cool. Um, Good deal. By the way, guys, quick update. Uh, In the past couple minutes here, uh, Bitcoin did briefly touch forty thousand on Coinbase. Let's Uh, go. let's get some hype in the chat for 40k bitcoin we do love to see it if your portfolio is looking sexy today let us know uh and also please smash the like button i appreciate it um okay so coming i mean teen executive did tweet about it dude i heard he's the ceo of bitcoin now
1: i mean yeah he replaced elon musk a few weeks ago didn't see that
0: I i can't believe we didn't cover that bro the ceo of bitcoin that's huge news um, but yeah, if you didn't, didn't hear, Teen Executive now runs Bitcoin officially. Um, so speaking of Bitcoin, let's talk about something better, Dogecoin. Where do you place Dogecoin on your HODL tier list, Ryan? Huh. I don't think it's a shit coin.
1: I'll say that. I don't think it's HODL tier. I'll say that. So we're down to three. Okay. A little bag on my portfolio top tier. I can't call it top tier. I, I don't think the tech is there. I, I think it is important because of the users and because everybody talks about it. You know, your mom knows what Dogecoin is. Your mom might not know what Ethereum is. My mom? So, I mean, your mom probably knows what both are. She's smart. <laughs> but most people's moms know what Dogecoin is, but they don't know what Ethereum is. That's so for point. that reason, I'd put it like on, on like the middle to top of on my portfolio, I'd say. Boom. It's not actually on my portfolio. Full disclosure.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have any Dogecoin on my portfolio right now, but I might pick some up just just for the memes, just to be along for the ride. Uh, and it could see some massive appreciation should the market cycle continue, which it looks like it's going to do. So uh, maybe maybe just toss a couple bucks in for the meme. Um, all right, let's see what else do we have. We have Crow. We have Tezos. We have Monero, We have IOTA eos
1: we have lisk we could do lisk i think it's kind of a dinosaur lisk and neo i feel like are pretty similar they're both smart contract blockchains uh logan they're on the top it's the fourth and sixth ones um but neo yeah neo's seen as like the chinese ethereum which like i kind of bought back in 2017 i thought it was cool um but the more i get involved with ethereum's ecosystem the more i realize that it's global and there is kind of no such thing as a chinese ethereum like it's a Ethereum copycat made by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better way to put it. Um, I would put it in. I'd put it low tier. I, I actually Lisk does more. I'd put Lisk above above Neo. I put it in little bag. Is this Lisk right here? Oh, that one's Neo.
0: This one's Neo. Yeah, the other one's Lisk. Which one's going ahead?
1: Uh, Lisk is going ahead because they have more development going on, as far as I know. I follow Ooh. both of them on Twitter just just because. So are you okay with these shitcoin placements, or would you would you put one of them in little bag? I would put Lisk in in little bag. I think it has some potential.
0: This one? yeah. Yep. yep. All right, man. Uh, let's How about see. XRP?
1: We we didn't do XRP. Oh, uh,
0: We didn't do XRP. How do we skip XRP? I don't even see it. It's on the bottom, the black one. This one? Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, so XRP is a payment settlement network made for banks to connect with. Uh, it was created by two people. Uh, one of which has now left and created Stellar Lumens. SEC, or the SEC is investigating Ripple uh, for selling unregistered securities. Um, they're in, in deep water right now, um, but they still have huge loyal supporters, uh, and they've seen some some crazy volatility over the years, especially back in 2017. Um, okay, so here's the thing that it, a lot it really depends on the SEC trial, where that goes, what the results are. Um, they could get completely shut down, banned from working with the U.S. banks, uh, which would make them, uh, you know, it, it would destroy their business model, basically. Uh, so, Ryan, what do you think?
1: I completely agree with you. It's totally up to the SEC to decide Ripple's fate at this point. Okay. Um That being said, I mean, Ripple usually stays pretty quiet up until things start going crazy. And when the crypto markets start going crazy, Ripple goes even crazier. We saw that in 2017 from Ripple going from like 15 cents up to over $3 in the matter of like two months. And then we saw it again the first half of the bull market with Mm -hmm. Ripple going almost to $2 from like 20 cents.
0: So, yeah, I think little bag. I think little bag makes sense uh, just because it's super high risk, nothing against the technology. I think that there's definitely a market for it um, for those more centralized DeFi products uh, call it CDFi. Um, But yeah, that's our thoughts. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching us put together this tier list. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, you can make your own. Uh, and if you do make your own, please tweet it at us uh, tag uh, tag either Ryan or I You see our Twitter handles here. Um, and we will let you know our thoughts on it on Twitter. Um, so make sure to connect with us there. Once again, uh, subscribe to the Benzinga Crypto separate YouTube channel. Uh, first link in the description below. And, and you can get those crypto videos, the best and most important ones, handpicked by Ryan and I, sent directly to your timeline. Uh, you're welcome in advance. Um, so this has been Moonerbust. your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Ryan, uh, do you have anything to say to the people? Let's pump
1: Bitcoin to 50K and then 60K, just like Teen Executive said. Let's run it.
0: We gonna run it up, boys. We will see you on Wednesday. Peace out. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.